That's very nice. Okay. Fair enough. Correct. 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 <sighs> Trending again with Sarah and Ben. Sit down, have a coffee, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Trending Again. Uh, just Ben again. Uh, today, we're going to uh, talk. Uh, Emmys, a little bit about the Emmys, um, also uh, evol- evolutionary breakthrough uh, with finding a 380 million year old heart to a fish, apparently, so we're going to look into that story, and then of course, uh, the Little Mermaid controversy, wow, yeah, I've been uh, following this a lot from both sides, <laughs> I've got to say it has been absolutely entertaining. Uh, if anything, I feel absolutely horrible for Haley, uh, Halle Bailey. I think that's how you say her name. Though at the same time, because like it shouldn't even be a controversy. But anyway, it was announced like I think three years ago that she was playing the Little Mermaid. But I suppose uh, most people don't. Uh, no, until they see a trailer coming out with um, Halle Bailey, who is a black actress, uh, singer as well, um, part of the duo Halle, uh, Chloe and Halle, sorry. So, yeah, they've, uh, so anyway, I've actually, as soon as I heard her announced years ago, I was like, the first thing was like, I wonder if she can uh, sing really good, so... I literally went and looked up her Spotify with her uh, duo, her sister, and checked out. And I'm like, oh, cool, she can sing. Okay, we're good. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so we've had, uh, obviously, in the Disney film, uh, animated, she's she's white with red hair. So <laughs> you've had some people coming out and going, oh, what about the redheads? Like, you know, blah, 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 blah. What, what's even more funny is there's been that <laughs> that many different adaptions of the little mermaid but of course every everything now um hollywood wise is literally just being pol- politicized so but um yeah i've actually got absolutely no problem i didn't even hate pinocchio like they made some changes to that pinocchio which has been around for god knows how long like i said it was public domain i'm pretty sure little mermaid's most likely public domain as well um, you know, there's been that many different iterations of these stories. Just, you know, it's going to constantly change. So I, I don't get it. But anyway, it is what it is. I I um, I think she's going to be great. So we'll, we'll see. Um, I still really wish uh, Lizzo was playing um, Ursula. I think she would have been... Uh, great in that role and I, I mean if you're going to change some stuff anyway Disney why not um go you know all out but anyway so we'll uh have to wait and see I think it's Melissa McCarthy that's been casted as um Ursula 
So we'll have to wait and see. Um, she's not really my favorite actress, but um, yeah, we'll see. Got to give her give her a chance and wait to see some footage of her at least. Um, so yeah, I uh, I, the the uh, controversy with this has been pretty hilarious. I did pull off a um a story as well. Um. Also seeing uh, some of the little girls on, on uh, TikTok um, react to seeing um, Hallie as the new Little Mermaid. So seeing their excitement. Uh, so, <laughs> And that's another thing. Like This is not even targeted at uh, like adults. It's literally targeted at little kids. So I don't, I don't get it. But anyway... Um, We'll, we'll go through this article. So Disney's latest live action remake. This is from Forbes, by the way. Um, Forbes and the writer is Danny DePlacido, uh, I think is how you say it. Anyway, we'll get into the story. Disney's latest live action remake, The Little Mermaid, has been engulfed in controversies ever since the casting of singer Halle Bailey was announced. Uh, while Disney's tepid remakes always receive criticism from nostalgic fans, this time the backlash is transparently racist. Uh, with all of the negativity aimed at the casting of a non-white actress to play the titular mermaid. The film's trailer has been flooded with 1.5 million dislikes. I'm pretty sure it's over 2 million now, last I checked. Um from angry fans, despite YouTube removing the dislike counter, they should have just removed the button altogether. Like, if you're gonna um, take it away, YouTube, why not just take it away altogether? But anyway, unfortunately, we don't have the brightest people running these companies. But anyway, the numbers are still available through an extent uh, through an extension. Comment sections have exploded with absurd talking points defending the sanctity of the original Danish story, which Disney's original uh, animated adaption sanitized almost beyond recognition. While the original Little Mermaid... uh, The original Little Mermaid is a queer man's self-insertion character, longing to be able to be in a relationship with another man and at the end the mermaid dies. We don't care about the original mermaid. Uh, okay. Uh, people have had, these, these are uh, Twitter um, posts by the way. Uh, this one's Linda Carter. People are mad that the little mermaid is black. The lady who isn't, uh, who is also a fish, who lives under the sea, whose best friend is a talking crab. Yeah, so, The discourse peaked when one terminally online Twitter user used an AI to paint over Bailey's face with that of a white redhead and assured anxious fans that he would correct the full movie upon release. And then you've had um, people commenting to release that on like um, torrent sites. But, uh, unbelievable. Like I said, it has been absolutely entertaining if anything <laughs> i think i've seen a meme uh today of all 
Um, you've you've had uh, Prince of Persia played by a white man. Um, uh, you've also had uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but one of the white guys is literally like <laughs> painted himself all black. So, uh, and then you've uh, there's a whole bunch of anyway examples. So, but. <clears throat> what what I don't have a problem with, I have no problem with this at all. I'm actually excited for. Her. I hope she does great. We'll we'll see. Um, I did didn't love. I haven't really loved any of the remakes as much as the originals. But the originals are always there. You can always go back and watch them unless, unless of course, Disney takes them off off of uh, Disney Plus because of cancel culture. Another thing I'm not that fond of. As a uh, writer, I believe in creative freedom, so I have to defend and any of these, um, any of this stuff, whether it be bad writing or whatever. I believe in creative freedom. Um, I don't like cancel culture at all. Um, I I believe if you want to race swap, that's completely fine. But by me, that means you can race swap whoever you want, like literally. So again, as a Defender of creative freedom. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Let's keep going. Uh, I'm just going to go from... I think I've already read this, but... The discourse peaked when one... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's... Um, okay, now we'll move on from that. Only a completely normal person would describe a black woman as a woke actor. Credits to our Mima... Artificial intelligence science. He fixed the little mermaid and turned the wake actor into a ginger white girl. He says he can <coughs> do. F- he says he can do fix the whole. Jeez. <sighs> Some people need to learn how to form a sentence. Can do fix the whole movie when it comes out with four times a6000 in 24 hours it's over for woke cells right learn learn to form a sentence before you have an opinion <coughs> while toxic fandom has been an issue for several years now one has to wonder how on earth did we get here how did we get to the point where thousands of grown men are furious about a movie made for eight-year-old girls <laughs> of all the cultural back battlegrounds to fight this war why choose disney's damn lifeless remake <laughs> uh there is uh much to criticize about nostalgia culture but from disney's perspective it makes a lot of sense to relive their glory years ignoring a few duds many of their live action remakes have made a gargantuan amount of money at the box office never mind the fact that these films lack the vibrant energy color and expressiveness of their animated originals people will happily take their kids to see them in theaters hoping to feel a fraction of that childhood magic disney is milking its fattest cow again just like when it pumped out all of those direct-to-video sequels in the 90s the company is making billions doing so, but it also it's also being pulled into the orbit of some really intense culture wars. Well, they chose to go down that road, but anyway. 
um, with seriously weighty topics being debated in the same breath as singing mermaids and wishing stars. Imagine, if you will, uh, being a child right now and going online to look for news about your favourite Disney princess and seeing some uh, seeing adults writing unhinged manifestos about how melanin can't develop underwater. You must... Uh, what must they think of us? People have no imagination anymore. People don't even like the word imagination. <laughs> um, mermaids in myth are from the islands across the Atlantic, Pacific and Me- Mediterranean, and have been every skin colour... Oh, by the way, this is another uh, Twitter post. I'm reading right now. Um be in myths and legends, as well as colours humans are not. They can totally be played by black actors. They are imaginary creatures not defined by a race. Um, considering mermaids are supposed to live underwater where there isn't any sunlight, they wouldn't need any melanin in their skin. So if mermaids existed, then they would be very, very pale skinned. Besides the character, Ariel is white, I wonder how she's managed to change race. Um, now, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, <laughs> is it Discovery Channel? They made, like, some um, documentary about mermaids. I'm pretty sure they're, like, got greyish skin in in um, in that documentary. I'll, I'll see if I can find a picture later. Sorry if I'm wrong about that colour, but I'm sure that's... <laughs> from memory, I'm pretty sure that's what I remember seeing. Um, anyway, let's keep going with this story. When 90s kids watched The Lion King 3, Hakuna Matata, and The Little Mermaid 2 return to the sea, the worst they were subjected to was a shudderedly, 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 shudderedly made animation I can't even speak and I'm criticising people that can't form sentences. <laughs> anyway, um, was a shuddily made animation rather than a frenzy or feverish discourse around race and gender uh, that regurgitates great replacement talking points. Is this where nostalgia culture is taking us? Is mining old IP aimed at pleasing parents, children, and Disney adults alike exposing something rotten lurking beneath the surface? Clearly lonely and frustrated men are being sucked down propaganda uh, pipelines and... Okay, sorry. Clearly lonely and frustrated men are being sucked down propaganda pipelines to the point where they are triggered by the sight of a non-white actress playing a mermaid in a kid's movie. These people desperately need to log off (laughs) and go outside. Uh, (laughs) Thankfully, toxic man-children haven't managed to dominate. Now, I have an issue with this article. Why are you being so sexist? as to just dominate um, man-children. It's not just men that are criticising this. This is very, very sexist, and you should be cancelled. No, no, not really. Like I said, I don't like cancel culture, but but this is... 
<sighs> okay. All right. <laughs> Let's keep going. You sexist. What's your name again? I don't know. <laughs> I think this is all hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, yeah, where was I? Okay. Ah, oh, there we go. Thankfully, toxic man children haven't managed to dominate all of the discourse in response to the flood of negativity. Parents are pushing back, posting videos of their children excited by the sight of a Disney princess who looks like them. And then, would you believe, there's people on YouTube that are going, oh, when I was younger, I, I never said, oh, that person looked like me, blah, 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 yeah, 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 whatever. Who cares? Who cares what you thought when you were <laughs> anyway, um, as I stroll on TikTok, I keep seeing parents uh, video their children reacting to the Little Mermaid. Again, this is another Twitter post. Um, reacting to the Little Mermaid trailer. So instead of focusing so much on the negative, I thought I'd show a thread of the little black kids who are excited to see their favorite princess look like them. Um what brought me immeasurable joy today was seeing the reaction from kids and some adults as they realized the little mermaid was black like them fair enough after all this movie was made for children not uh embittered adults and i'm not sure why grown men would think otherwise um look uh that there, there was a young young um, boy after coming out of Avengers, he was a little Indian kid and pretending to be uh, Captain America. Like, you know, um, ki- kids can imagine to be whatever they want to be. Like, you know, they it, it's not going to matter what colour or person they put in the role. If they like your character, they're going to pretend to be it anyway. It's called imagination. But like I say, a lot of people don't like imagination these days because, um, yeah, I don't even know why, but I have I have seen that word under assault as well from um, people. But yeah, so I I don't think it really matters who you put in this role. Just put in a good actress. She's a great singer. Um, there there was the only thing that I didn't really like in the trailer was her little uh, run that she does at the end of the song, and then even even that's actually been growing on me. Um, so yeah, but anyway. Um, of course, they're going to sing it differently to the original film. Like I said, there's been that many remakes and, and redos of movies, and it's always going to be a thing. These are timeless tales, so, you know, they are going to um, do whatever they can, uh, I suppose, spice it up or change it around a little bit. I've got no problem. There's going to be uh, probably heaps of adaptions of of uh, The Little Mermaid anyway, um, quite literally by other studios, because another story that's literally public domain, just like your King Arthur's, you get like 10 million of those movies a year, or Robin Hood, or whatever. 
um, Pinocchio. There's, I think, like three different versions of that coming out. Um, so, yeah, I, I literally have no problem with um, what Disney are doing. Um, a little bit of the criticism, though, uh, towards them can be because <laughs> that they want to take these um, social justice stances, but then, like, there is some pushback from, like, good points from uh, the man children, as you would like to say, um, with Disney, like, literally shink- shrinking John Boyega to really, really small for a certain country's release. Um, you can literally find that, and I'm pretty sure that was another thing they did as well. Um, but they have since changed their stance, like uh, with uh, Lightyear, I believe. They um, they decided to they they put a literally a girl kissing another girl on the cheek, um, which was also controversial. But at least they chose to stand behind their decision with that movie because um, I think it was. Anyway, another another country refused to show Lightyear because of this kiss on the cheek. Anyway, um, but Disney were like, good, just don't have the movie. So, fair enough. I'm more than happy for them to take these social justice stances so long as they're going to um, back up what they believe. Anyway, um, like I said, this is... <laughs> literally should have been a big nothing burger but anyway like i said at the very least it's very freaking entertaining and it gives me content to talk about on this podcast <laughs> anyway moving on i'd love to know your thoughts um if you're watching this on youtube i'd also love to know your thoughts uh on our facebook page um keep them try and keep them um you know uh appropriate but yeah, other than that, I'd love to hear your opinions. So, anywho, what else have we got? Uh, Emmy's recap. Uh, now, all right. Uh, this is from Time. Uh, the best, worst, and wildest moments of the 2022 Emmy Awards. Now, um, <coughs> this one is. I think I said before, from Time, and the writer is Laura Zinosa. Anyway, let's get into the Emmy Awards, which are the Emmy Awards, which literally, apparently, no one cares about these days because apparently the lowest ratings in history. But anyway, we're still going to talk about it because it's okay. We're a small show. (laughs) Um. The 2022 Emmy Awards on Monday night saw a mix of underdog wins and established shows uh, taking home some of the biggest prizes combined with the previously held Creative Arts Emmys. The White Lotus picked up the most awards with 10 golden statuettes. Uh, Euphoria and Squid Game each took home six. And perhaps the biggest prize, best drama series, went to Succession, an industry favourite. All in all, a very good night for HBO, which won, according to Variety, twice as many awards as last year. On the comedy side, Ted Lasso uh, came out on top with the best comedy series, actor and supporting actor in a comedy series. Um. I'm going to totally butcher this guy's name. Uh, 
Wang Dong uh, Yuck. Wang Dong Hyuk. I'm not sure how to say that. Um, you guys can tell me apart in the comments. I don't care. <laughs> I should have probably looked up how to pronounce it before the show, but anyway. Won the Emmy <laughs> for Best Directing of a Drama Series for Netflix's Squid Game, a show he had been trying to get greenlit for 10 years. Uh, I'm just going to call him Lee. Um, oh, no, hang on. This is someone else. Uh, Lee Jung-jae also won for his work on Squid Game, best lead actor in a drama series for his portrayal of Seong Ji-hun. Beating out Better Call Saul's Bob Odenkirk. Lee is reportedly the first Asian actor to ever win this award. The late eight, uh, the last eight years, I've had the honor of working with the very best on stage and off mic. Far, far more than I deserved. Rhea, thanks for holding my head off the concrete floor. Ah, uh, that's um. Uh, that's from Bob Odenkirk, a tweet. I like that I'm just randomly reading the tweets. The standout moments of the night came when two uh, Star Wars actresses won their first Emmys after decades in the industry. Uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph uh, for Abbott Elementary with a win for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy and Jenna... Jennifer Coolidge uh, for White Lotus for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie. The evening was stuffed with too many comedy bits that didn't quite land and too many speeches cut unnecessarily short to make time for them. But there were some genuinely surprising, joyful moments. Here's what you missed if you skipped the broadcast. Um, the best step performance. Uh, in his opening performance, host Keenan Thompson gave a whole song and dance, literally, what sound fills us with more joy than uh, joy and anticipation than the familiar opening refrain legally cleared TV theme songs. The SNL star asked before leading a, a troupe of dancers to remixes of the theme songs from Friends, The Brady Bunch, Law and Order, Special Victims Unit, uh, Stranger Things, and Game of Thrones. Never have we ever seen Keenan Thompson step dance in a platinum blonde wig as Daenerys Targaryen. Uh, best acceptance speech slash song. Um, on Monday night, Cheryl Lee Ralph became the second black woman to win an Emmy for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series, and boy, did she celebrate after being helped out of her seat and out of her shock by the cast of her show, Abbott Elementary. Ralph made her way to stage, uh, eyes and hair jewels glistening, after a beat of silence, she launched in the song I Am an Endangered Species, she belted from Diane Reeves. Endangered Species. But I sing no victim song. I am a woman, I am an artist, and I 
know where my voice belongs. Okay. She followed up the song with an impassioned speech about believing in your dreams and it hit to anyone who has uh, ever, ever had a dream and thought your dream wasn't, wouldn't, couldn't come true. I am here to tell you that this is uh, what believing looks like, Ralph said. This is what striving looks like and you don't ever, ever give, give up on you. All right. Most predictable but also deserved wins. There are two things we know certainty. The Emmys will roll around every fall and the Emmy voters will boost their trusty favourites this year. That looked like uh, last week tonight with John Oliver winning outstanding variety talk series for the seventh, yes, seventh consecutive year. SNL winning outstanding variety sketch series for the sixth year in a row. Um, isn't it like the only sketch series? Well, it's the only one I've heard of anyway. Um, Julia Garner picking up her third uh, drama supporting uh, actress. Emmy in three years for Ozark uh, and Brett Goldstein winning Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series for Tad Lasso again. No bad choices here, but no particularly exciting ones either. Um, <coughs> Upstarts who were nominated but might as well not have been there. The men of Only Murders in the Building, The Brilliant Severance, The Much Discussed Yellow Jackets. All right, weirdest production choices. This year, for the first time, the Television Academy offered nominees the option to submit their thank yous ahead of time, a whole 350 characters worth of them. Not all nominees took the Academy up on it, but for those who did, their thanks scrolled across the bottom of the screen, news ticker style. While it did allow... Some of them to say more interesting things than a list of names. Then, uh, in conjunction with complaints like failing to mention nominees, previous wins, and the table service happening during the show made for a production that was perhaps less than smooth. Uh, others were then too pleased to see the late Norm MacDonald, uh, who was nominated posthumously excluded uh, from the in-memoriam segment. Why? Uh, I don't think that should have been, but anyway. Um, best refusal to be played off stage, comedy queen and character actor, Jennifer Coolidge won her very first Emmy on Monday night for her portrayal of Tanya McQuaid in The White Lotus. And not only did she win, she used her precious speech time to explain that her decision to take a lavender bath before the ceremony had the unfortunate effect of making her swell up inside a dress and therefore experience difficulty speaking her perfect first six words 
Hey, hi, wow, thank you, gosh. How dare the Academy try to play her off stage? Coolidge, true to form, had the perfect response dancing along to the music. Righto. Um, what's that? Best E got milestone unlocked. Singer, rapper and songwriter Lizzo also picked up her first Emmy for Outstanding Competition Program for her show Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. The Big Girls? On Monday, uh, swinging her one step closer to an EGOT, which the internet was quick to point out. The About Damn Time artist has also won three Grammy Awards, meaning she is now halfway to the landmark get of four awards engulfed in a glorious sea of red uh, tulle. She teared up while giving her speech about wanting to see herself represented when she was a child. You're going to see that person, but bitch, it's going to have to be you, she joked. Um, Lizzo, Aretha Franklin, come on. Come on, Lizzo. Like, still still wish she was playing nice love, but anyway. Um, <laughs> best and safest outfit. Two-time Emmy uh, winner... Bill Hader rolled up to the awards show on Monday night in a sleek black tux paired with the accessory of the night, a black KN95 mask. Hader was noticeably uh, one of the only guests in attendance to wear a mask, something Twitter users were quick to point out. And, uh, and Lord, Lord, don't know how to say that word, Especially given that the comedian was seated next to uh, 76-year-old Henry Winkler. Respect to Bill Hader. Uh, this is from Amy Kaufman um, on Twitter. Respect to Bill Hader for uh, unabashed mask wearing at a high-profile event. All right. Best use of a campaign budget. Host Keenan Thompson pointed out that Abby... Uh, Abbott Elementary took all of their Emmy marketing money and used it to buy supplies for public school teachers in an interview with NPR's Fresh Air last spring. Creator Quinta uh, Brunson said that the show's production team and network decided to direct its marketing money towards supply for teachers. It's about being able to make those kinds of decisions that really excite me, she said at the time. Things uh, can really materially help people. All right, let's talk about Zendaya as well because they left her, how dare they leave her literally out of that article. Very disappointed. So we'll go to deadline for some uh, Zendaya news. So Euphoria's Zendaya has once again made history at the Emmys tonight, becoming the youngest ever two-time acting winner as she claimed her second drama actress statuette from her turn on HBO's acclaimed teen drama series. Watch her accepted speech in Fullerbun. Okay, well, I didn't really need to read that, but anyway. <laughs> when the actress took to the stage, she shared that she was honoured to be beside the incredible actresses in her category, then going on to thank Euphoria's cast 
crew, thank you for making such a safe space to make this very difficult show. I love you all so much, said Zendaya. Thank you to the Academy. Thank you to my friends and family, some of which are here tonight. Thank you to Sam uh, uh, Levinson for sharing Rue with me. Thank you for believing in me, even in moments where I didn't believe in myself. Zendaya went on to add that her greatest wish for Euphoria was that it could help heal people, thanking those who have shared their stories in the vein of her characters uh, with her. Anyone who has loved a Rue or feels like a Rue, I want you to know that I am so grateful for your stories and I carry them with me and I carry them with her. She said, so thank you very much. Uh, the 26-year-old Zendaya may also soon become the youngest ever producing winner as an exec producer on Euphoria. Should the show triumph in the category of Outstanding Drama Series, while she also this year landed a pair of noms in the category of Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics as the co-lyricist of Euphoria's tunes, Elliot's Song and I tired she and her fellow noms are labyrinth um Muzda, i'm not sure how to say that name properly uh Muzda, zemma mckenzie and sam levinson lost out in the arena to schmigadoons Sh- clinko paul zandaya previously set an Emmy's record with her first win in 2020 for her lead role in Euphoria, which made her the youngest to conquer drama actress. The Emmy contenders bested this year by the actress included Melanie Linsky, Yellow Jackets, Laura Linney, Ozark, Ruth Witherspoon, The Morning Show, and the Killing Eve duo uh, of Jodie Comer and Sandra Oh. Based on the Israeli series of the same name, which was created by Ron Leshem and Dana Levin from Hot, uh, Euphoria follows a group of high school uh, students in the town of East Highland, including Zendaya's 17-year-old drug addict, Rue. Through their experiences of identity, trauma, drugs, family, friendship, love and sex, uh, the show created, written, directed, and exec produced by Levinson returned for its second season in January and was renewed for a third the following month, this time around establishing itself as the most watched in HBO's history behind only the epic fantasy series Game of Thrones. The series produced in partnership with a24 also stars Hunter Schaefer, Nika King, Eric Dane, uh, Coleman Domingo, Angus Cloud, Jacob Lordy, uh, Algie Smith, or Algie Smith, uh, Sydney Sweeney, Alexa Demi, Barbie Fiera. Just gonna go for one for ages. Okay. Um. Whoops. I will skip all those names. Uh, the series 
produced in partnership with A24, also stars... Um, Euphoria has claimed a total of 25 nominations since 2020, also winning this year in the categories of drama, guest actor, Domingo, choreography for scripted programming, cinematography for a single camera series, one hour single camera picture editing for a drama series, and contemporary makeup, non-prosthetic. In addition to Outstanding Drama Series, it was nominated tonight for Drama Supporting Actress Sweeney. Additional 2022 noms come in the categories of Drama Guest Actress Martha Kelly, Drama Series Casting, Music Supervision, Contemporary Costumes, Contemporary Hairstyling, and Sound Mixing for a Comedy or Drama Series. One hour. Um, Yeah. So that's the end of that article, and um, I said this literally uh, in our Oscars um, show that when we were talking about the Oscars, that I I without a doubt believe that Zendaya is probably one of the best actresses of her generation, but um, literally I I think. As soon as she does a drum, drum a part in a drama in a movie, she is no doubt going to win Best Actress, um, an Oscar for that because she's just one hell of an actress. Euphoria's uh, show I have watched. I literally I didn't watch the first season when it came out, but I binged that series and then the second season came out and I literally it was religiously watch every week. Um, Absolutely love that series. Um, yeah, so I, I truly believe it's only a matter of time and she's going to end up with an Oscar for sure. Um, all right, let's get into our last story. Um, ev- evolutionary breakthroughs revealed in discovery of 380 million year old go-go fish fossil. Uh, this is from ABC News and the writer is Jake uh, Sturmer. All right, let's get into this. Uh, Professor Kate uh, Trinajstick, I'm not sure how to say that one either, started her career as a cardiac nurse, but you won't find the heart she discovered in any medical textbooks. Following her curiosity about our origins and uh, midlife transition to paleontology Uh, she has discovered a 380 million year old heart from some of our earliest ancestors go-go fish from western australia's kimberley region the find marks a key evolutionary moment and reveals humans uh, may have evolved in larger leaps than we first thought the research published in the peer-reviewed academic science journal also shows that the head and neck began to change to accommodate jaws, a critical stage in the evolution of our own bodies. We tend to think of evolution as happening as a series of small steps, the Curtin University professor said. Professor said. But this discovery showed us that 
in our earliest ancestors, the changes occurred as a big bang, all in one hit. Professor Trinajstik and her colleagues didn't just find a heart, but also a stomach and liver almost perfectly preserved. A few decades ago, finding soft tissue like this would have been impossible, but thanks to modern scanning techniques, scientists can peer into the fossils without having to dissolve them with acid. This is the most complete set of organs we've got in a jawed vertebrae. And these are some of our earliest ancestors, Professor uh, T said. I'm just going to call her Professor T because I have no idea how to say that surname. Uh, <coughs> Hundreds of millions of years ago, well before dinosaurs roamed the earth, fish known as <laughs> pl- placoderms, 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 whatever, <laughs> used to swim in an ancient sea called the Go-Go Reef. We now know as the the area as Fitzroy Crossing in Western Australia's northwest. Placoderms are like the dinosaurs of the deep. And Dr. Zarina Johansson from the Natural History Museum in London said that this discovery was extremely important. In Placoderms, it is one of the first times where we seek, uh, we see a neck. So what we can see is that the head is movable from the trunk, she said. It's an important evolutionary event that was associated with the movement of the heart and creation of the muscle for the movement of the neck. Stuff of scientists' dreams. Uh, that's like the uh, subheading. Discovery of goko fish and placoderms have led to some key breakthroughs in our evolutionary understanding. We see some of the first appearances of not only front fins, but the fins at the back, which eventually evolve in our arms and legs, Dr. Zarina Johansson said. So there are many things going on with uh, in these placoderms that we see evolving into ourselves today. Co-author Professor John Long from Flinders University, University, who has been involved in some of the biggest go-go fish fossil discoveries in the region, said it was the stuff of paleontologist dreams, not only scientists dream, paleontologists, I guess that's a form of science, isn't it? Um, without doubt, these fossils are the best preserved in the world for this age. Gogo f- uh, has given us world first from the origins of sex to the oldest vertebrae heart. This is now one of the most significant significant fossil sites in the world. He said it was time the site was seriously considered for world heritage status. And that's the end of that article. Well, that was actually pretty <laughs> pretty interesting. What um 
I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, do you like these little science-y kind of uh, segments? Um, that I find them very interesting. He, we had um, uh, a th- electricity powered from the sea the other other week, uh, not last week, I think the week before. But yeah, uh, I'd love to hear your your thoughts on all these stories. Um, did you watch the Emmys? Um, what's your what's your favorite sh- uh show? Do do you love Euphoria? Um, or oh, speaking of speaking of um shows, I literally uh Rings of Power episode four came out yesterday, and it's probably the episode I've enjoyed the most out of uh the series so far. Um. Really did not like the first episode. Liked the second and the third. Not in love with the series. Not not perfect. But but maybe there's some potential. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but I did like this. Has probably been my favorite episode of uh this series so far. House of Dragon again. I absolutely love that series. I've loved it from the first episode. Um. And I said when I was telling y'all about uh, Game of Thrones, or if you knew, um, literally Game of Thrones, the first season was kind of uh, a slog for me. It felt a bit slow for me um, in that first season. But the last, I think it was like the last two episodes, I'm like, oh, here we go. You know, so some sometimes a series take, can take a season just to kick off. Um, but yeah, House of the Dragon's just been good from... Uh, literally the way it goes so which is which is really cool so um yeah i'd love to know your thoughts what are you watching at the moment do you like rigging's power do you hate it um do you like house of dragon do you hate that i i'd love to hear your thoughts on all tonight's topics and uh if if you'd like uh make sure you also rate the show um comment on our youtube if you're watching this on youtube or comment on our facebook or follow our facebook if if you want to um you know uh be part of the show and engage with uh me and uh or us so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and i'll see you in the next one until then bye bye well what a groovy episode that was today was really interesting folks Hopefully we'll see you next time. Like and subscribe. And don't forget, stay groovy.